0: This podcast is provided for general information only and assumes a certain level of knowledge of financial markets. It is not an invitation to make an investment and should not be construed as advice. The views in this podcast are those of the contributors at the time of publication and do not necessarily reflect those of 91. The value of investments can fall as well as rise and losses may be made. In South Africa, 91 is an authorized financial services provider. I'm joined today by Deirdre Cooper from Asset Management Company 91 in London. Formerly Investec Asset Management, Deirdre is Co-Portfolio Manager of the Global Environment Strategy. Firstly, Deirdre, how are you coping with working from home, if indeed you are?
1: Yes, we've been working from home now for more than two weeks. um, And it's actually going surprisingly well. Our technology team have done an extraordinary job. Um, working around the clock to ensure that all our systems um, are running very smoothly um, and that the BCP plans um, are actually working extremely well. Um, we're communicating well as a team and across the organization um, using you know lots of technological resources that help us to do that. Um, so we consider ourselves in these very difficult times to be really blessed to um to work for an organisation that has these plans in place um, and to, to be able to do that in an easy way and think about many you know, friends and colleagues around the world for whom, through this crisis, um, life is probably not quite so easy.
0: Well said. Uh, presumably, then, you're managing your environment, your strategy, which we'll talk about later very well as well, despite the change in your environment. And just before we get into the meat of this podcast, it seems to me... In a perverse sort of way, that the environment has actually benefited from this different environment. I'm, I'm looking outside now, there are no aircraft condensation trails scudding across the sky, there are no cars out there, air quality must be better, and the environment must be bouncing back quite nicely, which is a fantastic thing.
1: Look, I think that is right, but of course, that doesn't in any way. Um, help address the longer term issue, which is uh, the world um, has a huge job ahead of it to transition from what today is a very unsustainable system, you know, using using too much fossil energy, emitting too much carbon towards one that will be based on Um, Much cleaner energy resources, more efficient industrial production, more efficient buildings. Um, And while we get a slight reprieve or the planet gets a slight reprieve in the short term, um, the pace of the transition in the long term still needs to accelerate rapidly.
0: Yes, indeed. Good uh, phrase, actually. Slight reprieve. The reprieve may not last because of the oil price going down in, depending on which grade you look at, the oil price at one stage going below $20 a barrel. Does this scupper the transition to sustainable energy sources? Does it bring fossil fuels back to the fore because of their cheapness?
1: You know, interestingly, the oil price is really not important for the pace of the transition. So if you go sector by sector, Um, You know, in order to decarbonize, we need to green the electricity grid. Probably not entirely well understood, but, you know, a tiny low single digit percentage of global electricity is generated from oil and the cost of generating electricity from oil is exceptionally high. Um, So renewables are dramatically cheaper than oil, regardless of the price. So even at $20 oil, it's not a viable solution to generate electricity. So where it matters in power generation is in transmission to gas, Um, you know, and then you have to look country by country because gas prices vary hugely regionally, you know, with gas in the US, uh, you know, uh, many multiple times cheaper than it is in Europe or Asia, In the U.S., gas prices have been fairly robust because a lot of gas is associated production from oil. So as oil production slows, gas supply slows, the gas price stays fairly stable. In Asia and Europe, there is a transition mechanism in many markets um, from oil to gas. Um, But in Europe, as I said, because of low interest rates, renewable energy is so much cheaper and the direction of policy is so firm um, that there's absolutely no sign in that reversing. Um, If you move to Asia, um, once again, coal is mostly on the margin um, where there isn't really a direct link to oil. Um, so it's hard to see the impact on the power generation um, landscape. So then you move and think about um, the electrification of vehicles, which is a big theme for our strategy. And there, what you see is that, of course, in Europe, 80% of the fuel price is taxed. So we don't see, when we go to fill up our car, any impact or minimal impact from the decline in oil prices. Um, in China, the oil price is limited at $40. So they had a little bit of a decline, but after that... It goes to the the government, not to the consumers. In the U.S., of course, there is a big impact on the reduction in oil prices into gasoline prices. But if we look at our electric car demand models, um, Europe and China are, you know, 80, 90 percent of that market and they're driving all the growth. The U.S. is a small EV market and it's dominated by Tesla. And of course, um, at the high end of the EV market, this really isn't, um, you know, a, a sort of cost driven um, decision. People don't spend one hundred thousand dollars on a Tesla to save what a thousand dollars on the fuel. It's about the brand. It's about what it says about you as an individual. And um, so the oil price hasn't the movement of the oil price hasn't changed our decarbonization focus um, forecasts in any significant degree across multiple sectors.
0: Deirdre, governments have to prioritise at the moment. They have to prioritise when it comes to human capital, human time, and also when it comes to resources. Coronavirus is obviously at the front of mind at the moment, and all their energies have to go to that. Does that mean that climate change and environmental issues take a back seat for now? And if that's the case, will they take the front seat again once this is all over, do you think?
1: You know, I think that's a really good way of putting it. I think it's 100% true that today, clearly, the focus is on coronavirus. And that has meant that climate legislation is being delayed. You know, the EU is due this year to implement the Green Deal. Um, Those votes have been put off, partly because simply no one is sitting in Brussels. Um, So in the short term, a little bit like I talked about in terms of electric car launches, we would ex- expect the pace of regulation um, to be delayed slightly. We would expect um, the build-out of um, you know, some of the capacities, whether it's on EVs, whether it's energy efficiency or even power, um, to be slightly delayed by a couple of quarters. Having said that, of course, the level of stimulus that has been put in place Um, by governments around the world through this crisis is unprecedented. So it's significantly, multiple times faster than it was in the great financial crisis. And the numbers as a percentage of GDP are also at unprecedented levels. So, you know, in the Eurozone, you're looking at monetary stimulus at 30 plus percent of GDP, fiscal stimulus at 17 um, and similar numbers with a slight bias towards monetary policy in the U.S., So as um, those programs rolled out, we expect in many places in the world, Europe probably first and foremost, um, for decarbonisation to be front and centre in terms of um, the focus of that fiscal stimulus. So coming out of the crisis, we would not be surprised to see the pace of policy actually start to accelerate um, of course, the region that hasn't announced huge stimulus to date um, is China, um, but the government does have, a, you know, significant um, control of the financial system and will be dealing directly with banks there. Um, and China was, of course, the big fiscal stimulus that accelerated the recovery out of the financial crisis, and we begin to see early signs in China also um, that that stimulus may well focus on decarbonisation. So that gives us a great deal of optimism.
0: Deirdre, thank you so much for your time. That was Deirdre Cooper, co-portfolio manager of 91's Global Environment Strategy, speaking to us from London.